Very warm greetings to all in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now we are on this characteristics, particular characteristic on fears, fears. Before we go further, let's turn to God in prayer. Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for gathering us into thy house for journey mercies. And Lord, we come seeking again for thorough cleansing and washing of all our sins. O Lord, how we have sinned against you in so many ways. We pray that you keep showing to us that we may constantly repent, be very sensitive to these sins. And Father, we do ask that you would remove all tiredness of the body and help us, O God, to understand your word. For these are warnings that you have given Christians. O Lord, may we awaken. And Father, we pray for young and old alike. May each one desire to build up characters that character in our life that would truly reflect Christ and not these perilous kind of sins. We ask and pray for um, all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so remember what is fears. Now, fears describes this atrocious behavior of men, the heart that is, well, full of viciousness, right? And also we looked at how basically it is a heart that's easily enraged, Right? It's like a horse that cannot be tamed, uncontrolled, violent, okay? outbursts. And that's why it makes such people very frightening. Right? The fierceness makes them very frightening to be around with, causing both physical and um, emotional violence on others. Fierce. And such people, well, they don't care who they hurt. In fact, they might even enjoy right, seeing others being hurt. There are people that eventually can become um, very violent, right? verbally, not just physically, verbally as well. But always remember that this warning are to Christians, to Christians. So last week we saw what it is. We even saw how new words in the English dictionary, all right, there are well, this year's Word of the Year by Oxford. Well, because they believe that society will increasingly become like that, and it is a word, a new word, that is worth, right? Worth making part of the English language, the goblin mode, right? So it's just basically, I'm not going to control myself, and the whole idea is, I don't submit to social norms, social norms of anything, all right? Of course, they give examples of you just live like, um, you don't clean yourself, you don't clean your room, you just live like a pig. and say, why, why must I look good, proper? Why do I care? Why do I care what others expect? Kindness, um, discipline, I don't care about these things. That is increasingly the times, my friends. So, now with that, we have to ask ourselves, well, as Christians, well, how can we progress into that stage? Is it possible? Well, if it is not possible, then why, God would, why would God put it here? To warn Christians in churches. And also how to prevent ourselves from becoming like that. Can we be like that? Yes, you won't know. Because I mentioned last week, King David, the man after God's own heart, he committed very, very atrocious violence, 
planned, meditated, premeditated. If David can be capable of that, the acts that Saul was capable of, now, then we as Christians, you will not be surprised that one day, all of a sudden, you just have this outburst. Whether it's a road rage, you get into a car situation, you get down the car, and you become, you act, as God says, fierce. Don't be surprised that that can suddenly happen to us, or maybe in a shopping center, a disagreement over something, payment or, or goods, and then you suddenly launch into this fierceness. Christians can be like that. And teens, young people in school, you're also used to the violence there. One day you might just suddenly lose it, like the world says, you lose it. So Christians, we are capable of that, know that. Now, I've seen this in church, right? And I'm not talking about, well, these uh, modern charismatic churches. I've seen that in BP churches, right? Where, like a prayer meeting like that, someone just stands up and screams the head off. Very fierce, very violent. I've witnessed it with my own eyes. So please don't think that we are not capable of that. Right? Christians are also, churches also have brawls breaking out, fight. So young ones, when you're playing together, will you suddenly one day you get angry that someone, one of the boys in church accidentally um, knocked you over and then you launch into a violent tirade, a violent act against them? It is possible. We've also seen children do that in churches. So we must understand how it progresses and then how we must prevent it. Right? So you may see someone who's very quiet, very gentle most of the time. How can someone end up like that? Now, let's, look, let's open 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. How does a person, especially a Christian, reach a stage where he can suddenly become a vicious, um, wild, uncontrolled, verbally and even physically violent. Does this happen in a Christian home? We hear of pastors committing domestic violence means beating the wife, trashing the house, breaking doors down in the house, smashing things. These are pastors. How does it become like that? And I hope that none of you men would ever raise your hand, lay a hand on your wife, right? Or children. You read also of Christian children abusing elderly parents, beating them, pinching them, right? And on and so on. Now, how does it become like that? Look at the progression, right? Let's look at the prog progression and let's think about the prevention. Verse 2, men shall be lovers of their own selves. It begins here. It begins here. In fact, all the sins we've been tracing, it begins there. A person who only cares about himself, the goblin mode, right? I don't care what people feel, what people think, what people expect. I don't care. As long as I get my way, that's all I care. Now, have you seen people go into a violent tirade, a violent outburst in airports, on the plane? You see so many of them these days on the plane because they didn't get what they wanted, not the drink, not fast enough, 
and they just get up and start punching as stewardesses. Because I want what I want when I want it and I expect it. If I don't get it, I will just break out into violence. Right? I don't care. Now, in fact, they don't even understand because they are so used, so used to be pleased, so used to get whatever they want. Now, we can be like that. Sometimes, we, and we have to be very careful. We have to be very controlled. Always remind ourselves, well, if I didn't get what I want, I must not break out into this kind of emotional outburst, right? And become fierce and violent. Begins here because, well, anyone that gets in my way of getting what I want, right? You are driving, you're in a hurry, someone cuts in front of you, you're not getting your way, literally, your way on the road. You start banging your horn, right? All of a sudden, well, maybe after the whole event, you look back and, why did I act like that? Suddenly, have those situations happen to you? Then as you drive past the person, you, you know, you glare at the person and purposely cut in front of the person, do violent things. Christians do that, road rage. Now, how does it become that? Because of lovers of self, their own selves. I expect my way. I expect to be pleased. Right? So it begins there. Now, then how else the progression, um, how else does the progression go? Well, covetous, covetous. You just must have things, even if it, is, it shouldn't be yours. You don't care. I want it. Covetousness is what is not yours. Again, it goes back to, well, lovers of myself, my way, if I don't get it, well, I have an outburst. outburst. Isn't it like children? Your child has a toy already, goes to the shopping center and wants another one. And then you say, you don't need that. You have, you have the same toy, very similar. And then what do they do? They launch into a fit, fit an outburst of anger, all right? stomping their feet, crying, screaming. Right? And when you try to carry them, they hit you. Right? Why? Lovers of self, covetous as well. You just must have it. Boasters, proud. Now, do you realize that when we study that, it's about, well, wanting to show off, wanting to feel superior, wanting to be above others, right? Now, all these violent sports, I can't imagine that it's called sports, MMA, mixed martial arts, I think they call it, boxing and all that. Now, at the end of the day, it is that. I want to be the winner. Why do, when, when young people play games these days, when they lose, even if the other party played um, within the rules, they get violent. Have you seen when they lose a game? Tennis players, they smash their racket on the floor, they throw it at people, they scream and shout, even though it's worn fair and square. But I can't, I can't take losing. Why do they launch into this kind of violent behaviors? Maybe you, one day when you're playing sports, the same thing. You cannot lose. That is what it is. Now, I know of a Christian, 
right? Once um, a bunch of them were playing, playing games, all right? Just good fun, right? Picking things, throwing at one another, um, snowball fight, throwing snow at one another. Now, suddenly, one of the Christians who, who, who no, normally very peaceful, keep sharing the gospel, you know, want people to believe in Christ, suddenly became uncontrolled. Very shocking. This is, an, this is a Christian that's known to be peaceful and, and helpful and want people to believe in Christ, suddenly went into violent behaviors. So Christian, please know when God says, it's perilous time, Christians can become like that. Why? Because it's bottled up inside. It's a trait in us, all right? A trait in us, all right? If you gang up against me, all of a sudden you just become violent. David wanted another man's wife, right? After he had it, he also committed violence. Now, blasphemers, remember the word blasphemers? It is not just blasphemer doesn't mean it is blasphemy against God only, all right? Blasphemers are people that would also do it against men. Anti, all right, blaspheme, anti-God means um, atrocious acts against God, blaspheme. Atrocious acts against men also. Now, if when we are people that um, over time in our hearts, in our minds, we do not have love and kindness, and always just have love and kind thoughts, desire for others, means you are blasphemers of men. Now, there can come a situation where you have this outburst. Have you seen girls scream at each other, right? Women, I've seen that in church as well, right? Never realize the person's voice can carry so far from the back of a huge sanctuary all the way to the front, screaming, right? When I look at the face, it's almost like um, I think the person will break into violence, also Christians. But in the church, they've already been bottled out blasphemous thoughts against someone else, right? Anti someone else, blaspheme anti-God, but anti-man. Now, if you let this kind of, of behaviors um, this kind of characteristic dwell in you. One day, you might do that. Maybe shout at someone else in church. Maybe even throw something at, else, something at someone else in church. Now you see that in your children at home when they fight, right? When they get into disagreement. Sometimes you see Christian parents do that as well. Anti. So don't have this kind of hateful thoughts. Control them. Next one, disobedient to parent. Now, this is where it gets worse and worse. It gets worse and worse. In other words, it begins from a young age. A young age. Disobedient to parents, we've studied that. It is a refusal to accept authority. That is why it's called disobedient. I will not obey you. I will not accept your authority. I won't follow your instructions. Disobedient. So, young ones, if, in, if you've been a disobedient child, you must know Satan is just grooming you, grooming, grooming, training you to one day act like that. Disobedient to children is basically a lack of acceptance of authority. Now, I said last week, 
Children do not know very often what is right and wrong. They can't differentiate between right and wrong, right? You need to tell them what is right and what is wrong behaviors. So parents, if you fail in parenting, which we will talk about it afterwards, remember this. It's a progression. Progression. You say you want to bring up godly seed, you better control this from young. Disobedient to parent. Unthankful, unholy, unthankful. Unthankful means ungrateful, means even if someone else, someone is telling you this is for your good. But because you're so self-centered, you're so used to just wanting your way, getting your way, whether adult or young ones, you're not even thankful that people are trying to help you. You know, sometimes you see this outburst, and then you see this, whether it's service provider or the other Christian, the other party, just trying to help the person realize what we are trying to advise you is good for you. This is what will help you not get in trouble. Well, ungratefulness. An ungrateful attitude leads someone to a stage where I won't even... I don't care about your intention. Good intention, I, I won't even take it. Unholy, ungodly, of course, ungodly behaviors without natural affection. The natural things, right? You see a little child when they are very young. They have a natural kindness, all right? They see animals, they, like girls, they see a little baby, little baby doll, right? They carry, they stroke. Okay. But as they grow, the evil nature becomes more and more prominent. Natural affection changes. And now that is why today you hear parents killing children, children killing parents. Unnatural. Unnatural. It's unnatural for someone to walk up to an old person on the street, a beggar, and then keep beating the person up to a pup. Unnatural. Right? Now, but how does it reach this stage? All those things before that are building up, building up, building up in a person. So can a Christian also have become someone with unnatural affection? Yes. Yes. Towards your elderly parents? Eventually, you'll be like that. Even parents towards children. Covetous. Lovers of self. You want something in your life so much, you're willing to sacrifice your children for it. You're willing to let them um, suffer. Leave them alone. I still find it very difficult and I think it is really very unnatural. Right? Very often, seeing mothers leaving their children, dropping their children off to childcare so that she can have a career. And every day you see the child scream, mommy, you know, that kind of thing. Unnatural, it's unnatural. But it has become norm. The unnatural affection, I think, is really in families. Fathers can take jobs that leave their children for weeks. Unnatural. But it is in the church today. You say it is not. We have natural affection. I think in that area, we are already very unnatural in our affections, right? There's just one example. Parents would give up their, well, let their children have whatever they want. It's not a natural affection. We'll see afterwards. Get, let them have their way. Parenting today is about that. Let them have their way. This is not natural affection. Now, quickly, then truce breakers. Truce breakers are people who who doesn't want truce? Truce means peace. Keeping covenant, all right? They, do, they don't care about peace. When you trace it up, again, about self. Covetous, I want my way. I 
If I don't get my way, I'm not interested in peace. Now, when you then false accusers, again, people who, well, have evil thoughts of others, whether true or not, you keep letting yourself be someone like that, well, don't be surprised, one day you become very fierce to the other person. Incontinent, ah. Incontinent, remember what it is. Lack of self-control. No interest or cannot restrain one's impulses. All right? Either you cannot or you don't care. You don't want to restrain. So you see how it leads to then, obviously, fierceness. When I am angry, I am not interested in containing my impulses. I am just going to act however I want to act at that moment. Goblin mode, that is what it is. Living in the moment. However I feel, I'm just going to live it out. I want to be like a pig, I'll be like a pig. All right? I want to be evil, I'll just be evil. I want to say whatever, I'll just say. I won't control my words. When you displease me, I'm just going to let it out. So now we come to prevention, all right? We see, we can easily trace the characteristics prior to fierceness, fierceness. So now with that, we ask ourselves, well, how to prevent all this? But before I move on, I just want to say this. The whole point is this, it, it progresses, it progresses from this kind of seemingly um, um, not very dangerous characteristic, right? No lovers of self, I'm not going to hurt anyone. Well, covetous, I just want things for myself. Well, disobedient to my parents, I, I just want to do what I want to do. But please know that it, it will eventually lead you to say, I am not going to control myself. And then it becomes a dangerous sin, dangerous behaviors, dangerous behaviors. Become physically violent even. Now, prevention, for example. For example, well, the first one. Now, because it is a progression, then we must watch the development Watch our development. When you go through these sins and you say, is there anyone in there that, that I don't take seriously and I just let it happen in my life? You are not wanting to exercise self-discipline, means incontinent. Please know that you are just allowing yourself to be slowly groomed to become fierce. So watch development. Now, especially please don't take media lightly. I've said that briefly last week. Don't take media consumption lightly. When I was young, it was Tom and Jerry. And I said, who watches Tom and Jerry? So stupid, you know? It was funny then, very funny. But I never noticed this until when I really think about it. Actually, Tom and Jerry is very violent. Don't you think so? You take the hammer and then you say, bang, 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 keep banging. The, the mouse, and then the mouse will do all sorts of things to, to cause the cat to, to cause Tom, Tom is the cat, right? To cause Tom to, to fall and to, to, into all sorts of um, physical um, pain, violence. But it's painted as funny. But I would say this, if I were to watch one of those violent cartoons today, back then, I would Im immediately reject it. Parents would immediately reject it. 
but the progression is very slow. Satan is very patient. Now, if you think that you're watching something that is, well, uh, you know, this is just, just good fun and all that, please know it is not good fun. I think I've shared this before. I never forget, right? A parent, a father playing with a son in a, in a shop selling TV, right? I was looking for a TV, I was there, and I heard this, this sound like flesh being cut, right? And I said, what are they playing, father and son? Then I went over to watch. The father was taking... The, the father in the, in the plane, right? So, was taking a knife and stabbing, stabbing and stabbing and stabbing another soldier. Blood was on the, I mean, on, on the computer game, was very realistic. The sound, the, the images, it, it sent shivers down my spine. And here is the father, keep telling the son, all right? Kill the other person, kill the other person, do what I'm doing, you know? do, practice this, do this, do this. Because father and son is a team, now, how did it progress to that? Watch the development. It always starts with, well, nothing that so bad. I don't think they would have started with this kind of games. In other words, it's overnight, getting used to violence. You watch, you, have, you, have, you will adopt the same way to resolve problems. You see a lot of violence on TV. You watch that kind of violent ones. Well, when in school, there is a problem... Don't be surprised you will act it out. You will just do it. Now, sometimes you read about the children plotting to um, um, commit violence, and then you see, and then you think, well, it's almost like they're acting out a movie. Next thing you know, the newspaper um, article says, yeah, this is like what it happened in the movies. So, young ones, please know, these are satanic all right? Don't ever be curious about it. Don't ever think there are nothing. You become immune to all this. Now, I hope that none of us are involved in this, watching this kind of movies. Because you say, Pastor, I'm not violent, you know? I'm not fierce. No, I don't have this kind of rage. As long as you watch, you, like I said last week, you are actually going through that very violent act in your mind with the person. Now, when I used to watch this kind of movies, even as a Christian, and no one told me that this is so terrible, I look at the bad person and I want, I want the good guy to kill the bad person. All right? I want the good guy to, and when he catch the person, say, hit the person, you know, this person is bad. And it's almost like it's okay. So when you sit there and you watch it, yeah, yes, yeah, take revenge, that kind of thing. I remember some of these Chinese shows, all right? It's always about father killed by someone and the son grows up and then the son wants to kill the other Every show is kind of the same, those Kung Fu movies. Take revenge. And then when they take revenge, I say, ah, oh, yeah, this scene, not as violent as I hoped. I wish this person really killed him in the fight. Just kill him like that. Should I kill him in a worse way? We are constant, we are actually going through all that. So when you say, are you fierce? You can be. But as you watch, you follow it. But you say those are movies. Any one of you watch boxing, MMA? As you sit there and you watch, or you like this, person, this, this fighter, yeah, make this fighter beat the other person, blood all over the place, wow, good. 
So, Christian, when you are watching these things, you are, you are actually fierce. Fierce. Now, you think about this. Maybe you say, but they deserve it. Those that beat up Christ, those that killed Christ, did Christ have violent thoughts towards them? No. Christ said, Father, forgive them. Christ would save them. In fact, Christ came to die for some of them. So, if Christ do not have a single violent bone in him, now how can a Christian ever watch this kind of thing and say, well, they deserve it, they deserve it. All right, so now I hope you remember, don't start there. You can end up doing exactly what you see on TV to someone in real life. It's a progression. Now, the next one, all right? The next one. Um, number two, well, control your spirit. Bridle your spirit. Now, please turn with me to Proverbs 25, verse 28, quickly. Proverbs 25, 28. I'll read to you. It's familiar, actually. Proverbs 25, 28. He that, hath no, he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without walls. That is basically what it is. There is no rule over, no control. Your incontinence over your own spirit. When the anger comes, you will act it out. You will have the outburst. Now, this city without walls means anyone can come in. It also means that anyone can go out. Whatever, whatever it is, I'm not going to control whatever it is. I'll let it in and I'll let it out. Right? Now, if you're someone who would just go into an outburst, you will scream. Teens, do you scream when you're arguing with your parents? You just scream. When you're angry, you just scream. Raise your voice. Maybe between spouses also. Now, these are acts of fierceness. There is no control of your spirit. So if you're a screamer, all right? Have you seen some of this? Now, actually, parents, you have to watch. If your child just loves to ah, scream, they are just basically acting out that fierceness that is in them. All right? You must know that. Or maybe they, you didn't used to be like that. Then suddenly your parents say, what happened? How come my child, very gentle, quiet, little girl all the while, then recently as a teenager, she just keeps screaming at me. Now, so teen, if you're going through that, control it now. Because God says, there must be a rule over your spirit. Well, if you're a husband, that when you're angry, you throw things. Right? You break things, or wife, for whatever, or anyone of us. When you get angry, you throw things. Have you seen that today? It's like that today. People love to break things. No rock concerts. They take, the, they take the instruments on the stage at the end, and they just trash it and break it, and then people just scream, and they get... You know, when the first time people started doing that, they were shocked. People were shocked. Even rock concert goes, they were shocked. Then after they say, wow, then they say, just let loose. 
And then they look forward to the ending of all the trashing and breaking. So you see that today, young children, when they, when, they, when they go out on the streets, they just break things for the fun of breaking things. So young ones, if you have a, you just like, you see something, you just want to break it. All right? You just want to kick it. You just want to smash it. You are now not controlling your fierceness. Your fierceness. So throw things, screaming. We need to stop that control that. In other words, when we when think of a, have no rule over a spirit like a city that is broken down and without walls, it is like there must be for all of us that invisible line, alright? That invisible line where we always tell ourselves we will never cross. That wall is always there. And you must build that up. If you're a person that, that have been crossing that invisible line of just screaming, just letting it go, cannot control, don't want to control. If you're someone like that at work, for example, you must now start building up the wall, that unseen line that I will not cross and practice it. All right? So that is very quickly just um, about bridling the spirit. You know, recently there have been a few songs um, that come out on the news and many of them like this title, Born to Kill. Born to Kill. One group is called the Atrocities. Even the, type, the group name is called Atrocity. Right? Atrocious acts, fierce acts, atrocious. I click the video, it's difficult to, to watch. All right? just, just a few seconds into it, I didn't want to finish. Just scroll to there and see what. And it's just about, actually the ending was the worst. Very, very dark. Um, yeah, they dress gothic. Violent, very violent. And they say, born to kill. So many of these songs, one by atrocities, another one by someone else, I can't remember. Atrocities, right? So don't take all this lightly. They progress, controlling the spirit. So all those videos, all those songs, is basically don't control, commit any atrocity. So, bridling, bridling of your own spirit. The invisible line that never cross. Husband, the invisible line that you, you will never cross. No matter what it is, do lay a hand on your wife. Never, all right? Even when it is with children, it is, it is tempered, measured, disciplined, all right? This is fierceness of violence, violent fierceness. Now, the next one. Now, since we're on this, then parenting is very important, all right? So, watching the development, controlling our spirit, parenting. Because here, God puts it clearly, disobedient to parents is one of the problems that will lead to more and more sins. Now, today, when you read about teachers becoming teachers, some of them, they leave the profession. Why? Right? Because they say it is too dangerous to go to school. The children are violent. And the children will kill them. Today's children in school, you've been reading this, I'm sure, right? It's on the news all the time. Teachers go to school. They grade the student badly. In fact, I read one recently. They were, they, the, it was parent-teacher... And the child in front of the parent, the teacher, will give feedback about the child. 
say the child needs to improve, the child is not doing well in this subject and all that. And in front of the parent, the child just jumped on the teacher and started beating the teacher up just because the child was graded badly. That's all. There's no more control today. Right? Those of you in school, maybe your schools are not like that, but teachers are afraid to go to school. How do children become like that? Where you scold them in class and then they just plot with one another to bring a knife to school the next day and just decide to kill the teacher. That's it. That's it. It has reached a stage that is, that is impossible to understand. Now, like I said last week, I don't believe these are demon possession anymore. I used to think that they were. They are just what the Bible says, perilous times. And you see in Romans 1, the same thing, all right? They are just acting out the viciousness that is in them without any desire or even understanding that they need to control it. Now, so parents, if you are seeing all this in your child, violent outbursts, uncontrolled, you must begin to control them because they do not know what is right and wrong, even um, the young ones. Now, recently I saw a parent discipline a child, all right? This child is by and large very gentle, very cute, all right? Um, but it is in us, in the child. The child was playing nicely, then suddenly the child decided to rummage things, throw things around, and then, you know, like, like quite violent acts, all right? Just pull things and throw. Now, then the parent, then I was looking at the child, the face, I could not recognize the face of the child. He had a look that was almost evil, all right? Almost evil, this evil kind of grin. And then the dad shouted at the child, what did I say? Don't do this, all right? The, child, the father restrained the child. And I could see the change in the face of the child back to his angelic face. Back to his angelic face. And at the same time, there was like remorse, there was like um, meekness and, and, and fear. And then the child played normally again and was back to his normal face. Now, remember last week I shared with you my grasshopper example? Now, this is what it is. The child does not know. Even when I was committing that very, very terrible, violent act on a grasshopper, it, it, I, it took one of my parents to, to, act, to say, this is wickedness. Then I suddenly realized, now what am I trying to say? Parent, if you do not restrain your child, whatever age they are, maybe at teen now they're beginning to scream and rend. So young ones, if you're listening, when your parent tried to control you, Please obey, because this will lead to something else. Please don't think you won't be a violent person. And parent, if you are someone who, you know what they say, you have to walk on eggshells. You know walk on eggshells? Means walk very lightly, gently, very carefully, so that you don't set your child off into a fit of anger. There are parents that are like that, so afraid. Because from young, they have not control. And the child will just go into this fit. Well, in husband's fellowship, someone shared. Yeah? The child just uncontrolled, 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 and will just threaten the parents with all sorts of things. The parents don't know what to do anymore. 
It's not too late. Whatever age it is, it is not too late. Please know that. You don't control. It's just a matter of time. They will act out some of this wickedness in them. They need to know what is right and wrong. Well, thankfully, the parent um, knew what to do, did the right thing, and said, all right, you, you, you want to leave home? They used to give the child whatever, right? Always remember, you are training the child to control themselves. It is not whatever I want, I must get. If I don't get, I will grow into, I will throw tantrums. And as they grow older, they will grow into threats, right? I will leave house, I will leave the home. So they, bought, they, they said, it is time to, to control the child. They said, all right, then so be it. The child went out. Parent, are you afraid of that? But eventually, the child realized the child has nowhere to go, dependent on the parent. At least it is a stage where the child is fearful, still had to come back after a few hours and learn from then on. I was, I'm sure that from then on, he would realize. Now, in other words, in parenting, Make sure that you set limits. Set limits. And have enforceable consequences. Even for ourselves, right? Set limits and have enforceable consequences. The child must know there will be consequences. So children, when you hear this, you say, ah, yeah, pastor, you're teaching my parents a bad thing. But children, know that this is for your good. Don't be unthankful. It is to help you not to grow up to become someone that will do something that is fierce that you will regret for life. I remember when I was young, I read about the, one of the richest family in Singapore. The son murdered someone. And when he was interviewed, he said, I blame it all on my parents. Of course, it's wrong to say that. But he said, my parents, whatever I want, and if I, they never controlled when I, if I want something, even if I kill someone, they're not going to stop me. I, I learned over time to do what, get whatever I want, do whatever I want, whenever I want it. I think school violence today is just simply the sign of disobedience to parent, poor parenting, poor children. So let us learn. Even God teaches us there are consequences. So adults... We must learn that. We must learn that. Right? So this child, when I look at it, I was thinking of this verse. Truly. If you don't train your child to obey authority, you don't train your child to um, control themselves, let them be incontinent, well, they will just act out eventually whatever is in their heart. Okay? Now, then, yeah, like I said, I could see the face from, from wickedness to defiance. Then the father was even, even more, um, 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 how should I say, even more um, assertive with the child to tell the child to stop this kind of, of uncontrolled behavior. The child was not even beating anyone, just throwing things around. And there could see defiance in the look, but because the father stayed on course, then the child learn that he must control himself. There are consequences. Now, our Heavenly Father will deal with us that way as well, all right? For our good. Now, next one. There's a, there's a third one. Now, the fourth one. Learn meekness. Have meekness. Meekness is the direct opposite of 
fierceness, meekness. Now, why do I want to talk about this? Because of the first one, which is controlling the spirit, right? Controlling the spirit. Do you know, um, well, those of you who, 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 are, who are into horses and training of horses, there's an old English phrase that's called meeking the horse, meeking a horse, make the horse meek, meeking a horse. Now, what is this about? It is breaking the will of a horse, but it is not to remove the, the strength from the horse, all right? It is actually to cause a wild and uncontrolled horse to become meek and obey its master. The horse can be trained to control its own wildness. So that's called making a horse. So they literally say we must make a fierce, wild, uncontrolled horse into a meek horse. And once it is meek, it is useful. It is useful, all right? Now, in fact, when the Lord says, learn from me, I am meek, all right? And God talked about Moses, the meekest of all men on earth. Meek, meekness. Now, sometimes I wonder, because the Greeks themselves um, use the same word. Maybe the English learned from that. Um, the Greek word for meek is praos, praos. So he said, a horse is praos. So they too, because the Greek depend on horses for war, for battle, a horse can be very, very powerful, very, very useful. It has a strength that is very useful. But as long as the horse cannot be controlled, without brittle, cannot be brittle, it's no use to them. So they literally would, well, they, they see all these horses, they, they catch them until and train them until it's no longer unruly, no longer rebellious, but now it is controlled and under, and it will obey authority, all right? Obedient to parents, obey authority. And then it's useful, they can use it. Now, what is the lesson? Meekness is not weakness. Remember that. We studied it in, um, in uh, Adelphia, Adelphos. Weakness, meekness is not weakness. Meekness is controlling the strength that is in you, bringing it, bringing it under God's control. And now that strength, all right, is useful. Is useful. The energy. All right, so it's not... Well, you look at a verse. Verse, boasters, proud, be meek. When you are in a shop, when you are on the road, when you are falsely accused, when in you're bullied in school, all right? Be meek. It is not a sign of weakness. But because of this, men shall be proud. We don't want to be meek. If I let the person do this to me, say this to me, then, then I'm nobody. Then my children will think that I'm weak. Then my wife will think that I'm weak. Right? I will get down and confront the person. That is what it begin, how it begins, the pride. All right? So, meekness. Meekness. Now, children in school, don't follow groups that are bullies. Right? Make sure when you, whenever you see these are bullies, no matter how popular they are, Stay away from them. They will teach you to one day become a bully and a fierce, violent bully. All right? So be careful. Now, then the last one. So, of course, there are many, but I'm just sharing. Um, 
some of them. Where is it? Now the last one. Well, it's in our memory, set of memory verse later on. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Turn away, right? What I just said to the young ones. Turn away from people who are like that in school. The bullies, the violent ones. Girls, you see these girls, they are loud and then they are, they are bully also. They can be popular. But God says turn away from such. Do not have interaction with these people because they will change you. Over time, you think this is funny. Over time, you think this is what you want, covetous. And over time, you will be incontinent, all right? Uncontrolled, uncontrollable. So avoid such people. Be careful. Now, so these are some examples of prevention because of the progression, right? I'm sure that you can think of some in your own life, but may God help us to realize that we are fully capable of such outbursts one day if we don't control its progression. Let us turn to God in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we pray, O God, that we will never shame your name one day through violent outbursts, whether it's verbal, whether it's physical, especially. And Lord, have a regret that will mar our testimony for life. And Father, these are acts of wickedness, uncontrolled violence, Oh, Father, we pray that we do not take all these movies, these songs, these um, acts of people lightly anymore. And Lord, that if we are involved in watching any of this, Lord, we, should, we would stop all this immediately. And if we are people who would scream, would not control our temper, Lord, help us to know that it's just a matter of time we will progress to a fierceness of physical violence from this verbal violence. Lord, we want to be people that shine for you in perilous times and not become like them. We ask that you meet with us in the place of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.